This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command code verified. Is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damned who win. Taking your right to self-defense, they say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All the bodies made out of foreign shorts. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned who went. Hello, welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are, whatever you're doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and we are indeed live tonight, broadcasting worldwide thanks to great platforms like The Last Frequency Liberty Talk FM, the K-Star Talk Radio Network, and ZMA Radio. Not to mention WCET-FM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. Glad to have you guys along for the ride live, and hope those of you that are listening to the podcast after the fact enjoy it just as much. It is Friday night, and there are so many things going on. We're going to be busy. we got a full schedule tonight. <laughs> everything goes as planned. We've got Jason Shepard. Uh, he is, of course, the founder of Wimpkin 
social media platform. He'll be joining us uh, first off, uh, talking about how Hamas has turned to social media in an effort to win the propaganda war. We're scheduled to have Wayne Black join us once again. Uh, He's, of course, a security expert and the author of the book, School Insecurity. Uh, He, of course, is uh, coming on board to talk a little bit about how we really should be paying closer attention to the lack of proper school safety, especially in the wake of the Hamas terrorist attack. Are you uh, starting to notice a pattern here? Uh, After that, in hour number two, we're scheduled to be joined by Dr. Naomi Wolf. Uh, Her most recent book, Facing the Beast, is the primary reason. But we'll just have a general conversation because, uh, Dr. Wolf, this will actually be her first visit here. Then we're going to finish things off at the end of the show with another returning guest, but a guest that it's been a little while since he was last on. We're talking about my good friend and Second Amendment. Well, I don't even think it's fair to call him an activist. Uh, He is so prolific in the fight. We're talking about Mr. Dan Wass. Uh, He'll be joining us at the end. Now, before we get into any and all of that, though, I'm really, really excited to get to talk to you about our brand new partner. Uh, We do have a new partner, and unless you listen to the Wednesday Night Live show, you might not be aware of it. At a time like this, It is more important than ever to do two things. Number one, protecting your wealth, your hard-earned money, your retirement by staying away from things like the digital dollar and just regular U.S. dollars to begin with because with the inflation that's going on, it's just going to get worse as long as somebody like Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is sitting in the White House. Secondly, when you're going to do business, do business with people you can trust. Do business with people that are like-minded. That's why I am now buying my gold and silver from America's premier conservative gold company, and we have partnered up to try to help you do the same thing. We're, of course, talking about the Harvard Gold Group, phenomenal uh, organization, uh, great stuff. We've got a a great landing page set up as well if you will uh, go visit. But all you really have to do if you don't want to go to this specific landing page is just go to harvardgroupgold.com. You go there, and all you have to do is you use code TAP, T-A-P-P, or if you decide to call, you can call one 844 977 gold that's 18449774653 either way you let them know that you heard it here on tap into the truth and you do that it will get you an additional $250 worth of gold and silver free and that's on top of any other promotions ongoing as long as it's a qualified purchase and they also have qualified uh, purchases that will allow you to get $15,000 in free gold and silver. So you want to find out how to qualify? You got to reach out. You got to connect. And you don't want to hesitate. They're absolutely great people. One more time, Harvard Group. I'm sorry, HarvardGoldGroup.com. Uh, it'll take me a minute to get that down, but you know we will. This is just a second to read. Okay, so with that being said, what do you say we go ahead and bring on our first guest? We are, of course, speaking with a man who's been on once before, 
Uh, he is a uh, activist for freedom of speech and freedom online in particular, so much so that he's dedicated to the point of bringing and building his own social media platform, the Wimpkin social media platform, which I'm proudly a member of. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Jason Shepard. Jason, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Before we jump into any of the topics, how are you doing today? I'm great, Tim. Thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, you know, it's always a joy to get to speak to anybody who really believes in liberty and is willing to work towards that goal. But beyond that, somebody that's as dedicated as you are, and we we had a really good conversation last time. And, and I remember thinking as soon as we were off the phone, it's like, I got to get this guy back. And this seems <laughs> like a topic that is absolutely perfect for you to uh, discuss with the audience and let the let these uh, great listeners hear uh, exactly what it is, because you do have that inner uh, track on how social media is used, and and you know as well as I do, and I know all the listeners understand as well, we live in an age where information warfare is just as important, in some cases maybe even more important for setting up, than the kinetic warfare. And right now we're seeing Hamas move their propaganda and they've turned to social media. They've learned to master it. it I don't think they're the uh, they're the actual masters. I think they've just been getting help from some of their uh, what's a good word here? Um, they are a client state. <laughs> they're they're a client state to Iran. Iran's a client state to Russia. Mm-hmm. Russia now is uh, aligned with China. Uh, the Chinese are really good at the internet thing. Um, anyway, what are you seeing with this, and uh, what are the telltale signs that we're seeing this attempt to use all social media across the board for propaganda? Well, first and foremost, um, you hit it on the head there with China. I mean, China, it seems like a lot of these, um, you know, nations, obviously, even European Union, um, stepping up with Thierry Breton having the Digital Services Act out there and trying to find uh, Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, um, Elon Musk six percent of their annual global uh, revenue for misinformation which was based on you know hamas propaganda and legitimately what we're seeing is i think the last number um musk had tried to i guess take down three or four thousand new accounts for um i guess hamas supporters hamas um their hamas sympathizers and um you know really anything with just misinformation i mean what we saw on wimkin i mean i can definitely speak upon that was we had people come on um we we do get their IP addresses if they're not using a proxy. We're seeing them, you know, come in from, you know, the Gaza area, Lebanon, Jordan, Syria, um, Israel as well. And they're trying to share old videos, um, you know, that have already been seen, obviously, before, some as old as 10 years old. And they're, you know, basically stating, hey, this is what Israel is doing to us. They're coming in and essentially doing what, you know, Hamas did to, you know, um, the the israelis people and obviously americans as well and anybody else who was there in the country that day um but you know just stating that israel is committing terrorist attacks which is completely not true and um like i said we've seen it probably about i'd say we had 150 new accounts try to come onto wimkin and start posting things of that nature and try to get some sympathizers probably thinking that you know maybe wimkin has some members like harvard grads and you know um ivy league schools and things that are just so prominently right now in support of Hamas, um, and then even some of our congressional leaders, if you'll call them leaders, you know, in the squad. 
So, but I think that's really what we're seeing so far. And, um, you know, with Thierry Breton, obviously, um, with the Digital Services Act and uh, the European Union, I don't know how your listeners know much about that because obviously it's in Europe. So, um, but, you know, we have something here too called the Restrict Act that is somewhat similar, although ours is supposed to be, you know, set up for national security. Thierry Breton, again, he's the, um, the EU Digital Services Act, basically the face of it and the author of it. He is trying to find platforms with anything he does not agree with that they're allowing to be posted there, up to 6% of their annual revenue. Now, if you think about that in the terms of X, formerly Twitter, obviously, Facebook, that's probably going to be, you know, 6% of their, their $100, million, or $100 billion a year revenue. That's going to be more than most, you know, countries out there's uh, gross domestic products. So, you know, we're in really scary times in, in both sides of that because, you know, I'm a free speech advocate. But at the same time, I certainly, you know, I don't want us to be known, Wimkin personally, to be known as a, a place where people share misinformation. I do believe it's certainly up to the users, you know, other members to be able to debunk that by themselves. And But I definitely don't believe that any European Union or even the United States government should be able to find us because they don't want that on our platform. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a, a no-brainer. If you open up something similar to, like, what Twitter has recently done, or X, formerly Twitter, with their community mm-hmm. notes allowing other people to add context, and if you care enough to read through it, uh, obviously you're going to be better informed, and you can debunk a lot of stuff in real time, and it doesn't require these uh, advocates and these uh, fact-checkers. Just the community that's active can do stuff like that, but it it still comes down to how does a social media platform react to laws like that? How do you react? Because you have just two options, and that's either pay the fines or don't do business uh, in those countries, so you have to shut off access to certain geographical locations. That hurts your mm-hmm. bottom line. That hurts your advertising. It hurts the spread of actual information, too. And it almost seems like a win-win for the bad guys, uh, Jason, because what, what you're seeing is either they get the win on getting your money or, B, they get the win by keeping uh, control of the information, which is what a lot of these folks really hate, that they can't centralize and control what information is available. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, I know we have as a platform probably about 500,000 Europeans that are on the actual platform. So it would definitely hurt us to shut down. I mean, plus we want to, we obviously want our, our message to spread. We want free speech to certainly reach, you know, every corner of the world. And um, it's just a scary time to be a, a social media owner. I thought, um, and Tim, this just came out, so I don't know if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, but um, I thought when Judge Dowdy's ruling came in on this case and then the um, Superior Court, or fifth, I guess it was the Fifth Circuit, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, where they upheld Judge Dowdy's ruling stating that the Biden administration colluded with um, top executives at social media companies, that yeah. actually just got struck down by the Supreme Court. <clears throat> so we're back to square one on, on free speech. I thought we were going to get somewhere there, but now they have blocked it all. So Biden, as of right now, has free reign again, which is yeah. very sad. Now, it, it seems like a pretty straightforward decision here, too. I don't see how a judge uh, at any level has any problems at all seeing that uh, a veiled threat is still a threat and deputizing someone to act on behalf of the government essentially makes them part of the government, whether they're mm-hmm. a, a, a free uh, company or not. So you have your private company that's being either bullied or being uh, – manipulated 
into going along with it, then then it is exactly the same as the government doing it, and that is censorship that is strictly prohibited. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think we've seen the last of this particular uh, suit. Uh, it may be packaged up differently, though. Uh, yes. But yeah, it is scary to think that uh, the Supreme Court would even ignore this case, let alone come out with a ruling different. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, as of right now, uh, how are things going over at Wimkin? I know uh, for, as far as social media sites are concerned, you're still one of the newer guys on the block. You've been around a little bit, uh, still mm -hmm. growing, still uh, increasing your reach. I mean, I know I don't spend as much time over there as I would like, but I enjoy the time uh, that I'm over there. It's a great social media site, and I highly encourage folks to, if you're looking for a new social media home, I think it's a great location to go to. Excuse me. <coughs> Well, thank you. Um, yeah, Tim, we um, we stayed steady growing. I mean, I think you are privy to most of our story and our backstory where, um, you know, we were banned uh, three days after Parler was from the app stores based on, you know, lies and things where we were blamed for the alleged insurrection. Um, we fought them for eight months, got back in roughly around August of 21. And then three months after that, in November of 21, um, the House Judiciary uh, Select Committee on January 6th came in and asked us for every piece of information on every single user on our platform um, down to credit card numbers, down to encrypted messages, which we don't have access to because obviously they're encrypted. And we did not comply with them because first and foremost, we're not set up to be able to. I mean, that's why Wimkin is 100% data private. We don't even verify your email address at setup. So, you know, any data they were asking us for at that point in time, you know, we, we just could not provide them. Then they came back with a second demand and stated, well, you need to tell us what you think misinformation and disinformation and also malinformation is, and we told them no. We are not cooperating with this. If you have something you need on a specific user, come back with us. It'll probably take about 10 subpoenas to actually get it, and we can go from there. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we, Wimkin and, and myself and our legal team, we have extensive knowledge of how much overreach that these individuals, you know, actually tried with, with the Wimkin platform. And, you know, they, they tried for three months to get us to provide information to them through two very strict demands. Um, and again, we just would not comply. And, you know, I don't want to poke the bear and be like, you know, kick rocks. That's not something you really want to say. But, you know, what we just had to explain to them, we're not set up to be able to do such. But, you know, when you when I looked at this ruling and I can only think, you know, that people in the White House and, you know, FBI, I mean, we saw in the Twitter files that FBI had residency in Twitter. I mean, literally in their offices. So I could only imagine what the Biden administration and his aides and, you know, other, excuse me, ABC agencies out there, they were probably just picking up the phone, calling somewhere at Twitter and, you know, talking to them and saying, I think this goes against your, you know, um, your terms and policies or your terms of use, uh, community guidelines. And um, also, we don't want it on your platform. They weren't able yeah. to do that with us. And knock on wood. We have not heard back from them since February of 22, but with this new election and everything that's coming up, obviously, uh, they're getting extremely desperate. So um, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. We're getting ready again to kind of have a, a nice attack on us. <laughs> well, you know, it's the joys of being in business, especially if you support anything remotely conservative or constitutional, at least when certain administrations seem to be in power at any rate. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I do appreciate the fact, though, Jason, that, that you're in the fight. The the team over there at Wimkin is in the fight, but it, it's more than just about the social media platform. It is about trying to make sure that information 
can be shared and it's about freedom of expression the things that are important if you really believe mm -hmm. in liberty and if you believe in individual freedoms then they all start with the ability to be able to express yourself and believe how you believe and to compete in the uh, so-called marketplace of ideas which of course right uh, <laughs> we've got leftists that are desperately trying to shut that down and uh, they liked uh, Twitter back when they had the echo chamber. Mm -hmm. uh, they liked Facebook because, you know, you, you had Zuckerberg over there that wouldn't push back. It's like whatever you guys want, you know, he would say things publicly, we're free speech, but then he wouldn't do the things that were necessary to protect people. Um, it's just really, really disappointing when you see these platforms that claim to want to be the town square and then they won't stand up to be the town square and they just accept these crazy ideas. And, and that takes us back around to what we're seeing for propaganda wars. In the information mm -hmm. age, social media sites are literally the front lines. And I do think that we need to be cognitive of the fact that we're going to see groups uh, formed around the idea of – how you feel about a certain conflict. I mean, we've already seen a lot of that happen in previous political battles. Uh, we see a lot of information shared. And of course, one of the greatest things that happens with social media is that ability to find like-minded people. The other side is for the vaunted keyboard warriors, find people you want to go <laughs> troll. Uh, it it yeah. really, uh, it brings me back to this concern. Do you guys have in place any strong efforts to try and call out? I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier, but I wanted to get a little more in depth, uh, call mm -hmm. out some of this uh, older video stuff, but the things that are essentially are in fact uh, fake, that are misrepresentational, and, and allow uh, – the truth of the story to, to be associated with these efforts or, or are you even uh, tossing people off of the platform for repeated efforts or what is your policy with this? So we don't have a policy on misinformation. I mean, legitimately on our platform, we have really three simple rules, um, no nudity, no pornography and no posts with any type of criminal element. You know, when it gets elevated to uh, I'm going to come to your house, you know, and, and beat you up because I don't like what you posted, which, you know, sometimes it does happen, of course, because people can't just scroll on by. But, right. um, you know, things of that nature and, you know, obviously anything worse than that, that's really all that we actually boot people for. Now, realistically, and, and you have spent time on the platform, we have some pretty astute users that are, you know, they've been kicked off of other platforms prior. That's one of the reasons why they found us is to be their home. But, you know, after doing that and being, you know, a part of this war for the last five or six years in terms of how long they've been kind of not, you know, having a social media until we came around, they've almost seen everything and they know. So when someone tries to post something, it's immediately met with, you know, five or six people and they're like, no, this this is from, you know, 2008 or, you know, this is from this conflict and, you know, you're lying. So, you know, they don't last very long on the platform. They just leave after that because they, they really have no no reach, if you know what I mean. Right. So, um, but as far as us, I mean, I pretty much let anybody post what they want to post in terms of, you know, any, any type of situation like this conflict wise. Again, I don't want to have, you know, 10 million videos on there by, you know, Hamas supporting accounts or, um, anything of that nature where they're out there saying, you know, Israelis are committing outrages and atrocities, um, and trying to, you know, pass off things. And another thing, Tim, too, 
you're getting some AI created video now that is very powerful. I mean, this artificial intelligence stuff, you know, people can go out there and hey, we've never seen this video before, so it might be real. There's a lot of a lot of things that you really have to think about with this. And, you know, again, having a free speech platform, I, I can't go out there and say you can't post this. But, you know, anything with like extreme graphic violence and things, I really don't want on the platform either. So what we would do in that case, we would actually put an 18 plus warning on it. Well, I mean, I got to say, again, uh, I salute you for your commitment to the free speech side of it. And I do think that the answer to bad speech and, in this case, uh, misinformation uh, and even the deep fakes, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because the level of AI deep fake video capabilities now is getting so advanced that. Mm -hmm. There are even experts that can't tell anymore without deep uh, forensic uh, testing, yep. and it does get pretty, pretty believable if you don't know any better. So I, I'm really glad that you guys are open to it. But like I said, the, the best answer to bad speech is more speech. Let people tell you who they are. I don't stop them from telling you who they are. Believe them mm -hmm. when they tell you who they are. And then decide how you're going to interact after that. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, before we say goodbye uh, for good, please remind everybody where they can find the website. And uh, feel free to invite people to follow you uh, on social media on all the platforms that you would like to have them uh, follow you and all the handles there. Uh, and anything else you want to share, uh, including a final thought. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Again, it's always a pleasure, and you hit everything on the head. Um, you know, I, I love the the name of your show. Tap into the truth is perfect. I mean, honestly, it's it's a great. It's always a pleasure to be here. But um, and thank you for being a part of Wimkin as well. That's a great thing to have you there. But uh, so Wimkin, everybody is W I M as in Mary, K I N as in Nancy dot com. That's our web based version. And then we are also in the app stores under Wimkin, same spelling, and that actually stands for World Must Know Now in honor of free speech. Just WMKN we couldn't use because the FCC said no, they're call letters. So um, we had to add little I's in there for the acronym. But um, we'd love to have you all, and we certainly will definitely have everything that you post uh, be kept in perpetuity, that's for sure. All right. And again, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for being in the fight, and keep up the good work, sir. Godspeed, and uh, look forward to our next chance to get together. Thank you. Yep, you as well. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jason Shepard. He is, in fact, the founder of Wimkin Social Media. And I do recommend go over there, sign up. Uh, there are enough social media platforms out there that want to control your speech. This one, uh, it's a true free speech platform, and I've had really great interactions over there. I, I absolutely love it. Meanwhile, we're getting really close to time to take the mid-hour break. Before we do that, I do need to remind you about our friends over at Four Patriots. Right now, things are definitely going sideways, but when they go sideways in your neighborhood, will you be prepared? Lots of people right now are concerned that they may have to go for a long time without electricity or even food. That's why I want each and every one of you to go visit my friends, my partners over at 4Patriots. Get preparedness products that you can use now and that could save your life later. A couple of my favorite items, of course, is my uh, 
for Patriot, the Patriot Power Sidekick. It's a great little power generator uh, that you can take with you, but they have different sizes of generators that are solar-powered. If you need to rely on the solar, there's no gas. Uh, they'll run your medical devices. They'll keep you going. And I also am a huge fan of their survival food kits. Delicious tasting and designed to last for 25 years if you need them to, if you can keep your family members out of them long enough for 25 years, because that's been my problem still. I just got some new packs in, and I swear to you, I found my youngest daughter trying to open it up. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, go visit 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, use the backslash T-A-P-P because that's, number one, how they'll know I sent you, and number two, because I've got them to put together that special landing site so you can see the special weekly deals that they're doing uh, this week. Any special uh, things that are going on so you can make the most out of your bucks. And from there, you can still go ahead and go to the site proper and see everything else they're going. So again, forpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P don't forget to use the backslash T-A-P-P that is the number four don't don't spell out four the number four patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P we'll be back in just a minute with our next guest Uh, of course I know you're waiting return guest Wayne Black you're listening to Tap Into The Truth my name is Joe Biden My name's Joe Biden. <laughs> My name's Joe Biden. Once again, it's all about the old adage. It's not what is done, but rather who does it. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Space from the Edwards Notebook being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. As I speak... Numerous tortured sovereign Americans remain in ghoulish gulag prisons. Many of the J6ers are charged with insurrection and entering the U.S. Capitol building. Ironically, many of the J6ers being charged never even entered the Capitol at all. Yet, pro-Palestinian insurrectionists actually did enter and occupy the Federal Office House building in Washington, D.C., The anti-Semite pro-Palestinian insurrectionists wore masks and dressed in black, demanding that Israel stop defending itself from Hamas rocket attacks against civilians. (laughs) Palestinian Philistine representative Rashida Tlaib was leading the insurrectionist protest. She even ignored questions from the media about why she continued to drone on about Israel bombing a Hamas hospital after it was already proven that it was a Hamas rocket that destroyed that hospital. As of now, no actual pro-Hamas insurrectionists have been charged or arrested for insurrection. Double standard of justice, anyone? I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where to go to at The Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social. Bean stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of bean stocks is to simplify that whole process. 
In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and it puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us, here at my pillow. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. 
Hi, I'm George Sinzer of Firefox News Online Productions, and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tap Into the Truth. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. We now have with us on the line returning guest. He is the founder of Wayne Black & Associates, a Miami-based security consulting firm. He is the author of the book, School Insecurity, a comprehensive guide for parents and educators on school security, protecting your children, and fostering a safe learning environment. Say that 10 times fast, I dare you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Wayne Black. Wayne, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and uh, coming and talking uh, talking to me tonight. Thanks for having me. It's my- All right. Well, um, did we lose him? <laughs> uh, I'm here, guys. Okay. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um, technical glitches. Technology is uh, great when it's working. <laughs> All right. So good to have you with us tonight, Wayne. And uh, definitely want to uh, to take a serious look. I mean, we were, we got together, we were talking about school security, and of course we were talking about that previously in relationships to school shooters. Uh, you know, we have these folks that uh, they decide they're loners or what have you, but you spent a whole lot of time focusing on how to make schools and, and lots of other places more secure. In the light of the terrorist attacks in Israel, where we saw Hamas... Uh, moving forward, and since then, there's been a worldwide call for actions to join them in their jihad. Uh, Hamas has done it, Hezbollah has done it, and you do need to be concerned in places where there is a great deal of sympathy for these organizations that perhaps these things could occur. So there's, again, even more reason than before good cause to be concerned about school security. So it seemed like it was a no-brainer to have you come on and uh, address this factor. Uh, My question to you is, in the event, how many phone calls have you been fielding in an effort to try and uh, shore up some security? Well, you're right. After this all started, after the attacks on Israel, uh, my phone's been ringing off the hook, and I've been strapped to an airplane seat, just came back from Philadelphia, and uh, I'm going to jump on an uh, an airplane Monday again. Um, It's just crazy. You know, I'm concerned about, first, about schools that have a provocative name, schools like American University, um, a high school with the with the name Patriots in it, or any American name, those could. I, I'm worried that those are potential targets. Um, but look, we saw we all saw what happened at the border. You know, eight million people, 
6,000 people from Afghanistan, a bunch of guys from Syria, and those are the people that are not smart enough not to get caught. Um, so it's just a matter of time. They're not coming here to pick strawberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a pretty good point, although it is hard to get that uh, thought firmly impressed upon the hearts and the minds of the people that are currently in charge. Uh, so um, how do we go about addressing that? Uh, it has to be at a more local grassroots effort, right? Uh, with those uh, phone calls you've been uh, getting, is it fair to say that the people that are actually responsible for the safety of your uh, kids when they're at school, that they're, uh, that they're reacting appropriately? They are. I'm getting more and more calls from lawyers who represent school boards. They're finally realizing, hey, there's a risk. I mean, they're they're doing it. I think they're doing it for the wrong reason. Um, they're, uh, I don't know if they're worried about legal risk or what they're worried about, but we should be thinking about our kids. I wrote the books for parents and grandparents, and those are the people that got to stand up at the school board meeting or with the principal and say, what are you doing to protect my child? And if you don't get the right answer and they're not doing it, I think parents and grandparents should run for school board or, or do something or homeschool your children or, or get them at a private school if you can afford it. Private schools are listening. Private schools are, are really typically really harder targets by 50% than public schools. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hate to say it quite like it, but uh, even if it is for the wrong reason, I'd rather them do the right thing for the wrong reason than for them to do the wrong thing regardless of the reason. But, yeah, it, it really is incumbent, and that's the most important aspect, for us to hold these people accountable. They are responsible, and that's where your book comes in particularly handy because you do go through the checklist. And just so that everybody knows what we're talking about, go ahead and uh, remind everybody what the general premise of school insecurity is. Well, generally, schools are insecure by by my standard. Um, if a parent or grandparent can park their car half a block away from a school and simply walk in the back door and be sitting in a classroom before anyone says, can I help you, then that's a problem. And that's what I try to do on assessments to, to get their attention to start out with. But it's layers of security. It's really a holistic plan. Layers of security and then a plan for observable concerning behavior. We call it OCB. And by that, I mean a child that comes to school and they act different, walk different, smell different, maybe they're hurt or injured. What is your plan at the school to deal with that and do something um, to help them? And if they're acting out like the kid in Parkland did year after year, you don't bring them back to, to school to habilitate them. You get them out of school, get them some psychological help. Yeah, and it really does seem to be the short-sighted part of the whole equation. Uh, they don't want to take accurate steps to upgrade security for a multitude of reasons. Sometimes they come up with the excuses about the expense, which is something that could be worked around. Most communities would be willing to rally around the expense as long as you make it clear that it's about security. Uh, they'll use uh, statements like uh, racial inequities and uh, targeting of children and making them feel bad and causing more psychological harm than physical good. Uh, are you starting to see some 
movement towards a better understanding at a larger scale that that safety is still their responsibility and that's more important than all the excuses and the social agenda? Well, if we get a chance to talk to them and embarrass them, and I hate to say that, I mean, by embarrass the school board, if they're, if they're recalcitrant about that, sometimes when they say, well, we don't have money, I ask them what grants they've applied for. I list those grants in the book. And then if they say they still don't have money to do just typically hard target things, I ask them how much money they spend on that teacher's convention in Las Vegas every year. And wouldn't it be better to put that money uh, that pays for drinks and partying and steak dinners to protecting our children? Yeah. Uh, what about the the social part of that, though, too? Because, you know, I unfortunately, recently I just had a, a conversation here locally where they were in the process of trying to remove metal detectors, and they claimed it was because it was part of a racist system to have the metal detectors in the school. Yeah, metal detectors can't tell color. They, they're looking for metal objects. It's just it's crazy. I don't know if you know, but there's a in Berkeley, New Jersey, Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, a parent up there has just sued the school superintendent and the school board um, for security issues. Some guys brought a some kid brought a box cutter to school and the superintendent thought it was a, quote, inappropriate item rather than tell the truth that it was a weapon. And uh, so that's a pending lawsuit. It's about three days old. I love it. And more and more parents and people across the country should, you know, try to make it work. But if they don't do it, take them to court and, and let that sort them out a little bit. There's got to be some cause and effect. We have to have a zero-fail environment at our schools. There's no reason for a child to get hurt at a school in this country. But there's going to be more. It's going to happen. Damn. And ultimately, that's really why every person should go pick up a copy of School Insecurity so that they can go and confront their local school board and find out what it is that is going on. doesn't matter if you're a parent, you're a grandparent, or if you're an aunt or an uncle, whatever. Uh, kids are more at risk now than they have ever been. Uh, once upon a time in America, you could trust that your kids were going to go to school, and generally speaking, they were going to be safe. Uh, common sense sometimes is being left outside the door more often than uh, those who would do harm. Uh, what we really have to do is make sure that everyone is taking that safety seriously. Uh, do you have any particular concerns beyond what we've already touched on, given this new heightened level of unrest that seems to be elevating in the Middle East, given now the global nature of information spread and, and the fact that we see on college universities and some high schools even uh, student protest uh, standing in support and solidarity with Hamas as opposed to maybe some of their uh, Jewish classmates. I never thought I'd see that. We're watching it really close. I saw the the first skirmish in Fort Lauderdale two weekends ago where the, the, the pro-Israel demonstrators were on one side of the street and the Hamas demonstrators sort of snuck in and there was a big fight in the middle of the street and Fort Lauderdale had to shut down Sunrise Boulevard and Federal Highway for an hour or two. It just was ugly. And that was small compared to what we see at New York and 
in the big cities and around the country. I'm really surprised. It, it can't be, all those people can't be um, that they really believe this happened. I think it's a matter of indoctrination or I don't know what it is, but it's frightening. And out of those groups may spawn some lone actor, uh, like what happened in France with a stabbing, that might want to do something. So it's time for parents and grandparents to, and school administrators to keep their head on a swivel, invite law enforcement into the schools to train on weekends when no one's around. There's got to be more and more liaison. Um, we have to protect our kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I certainly hope that uh, as we progress, that more and more school administrators will actually pick up and move in that right direction. I know that actually you and uh, your uh, your security firm, you've had a, a pretty big impact already. You've been in that particular fight for a while now, and, and I certainly appreciate it. And I know any parent who's aware of it uh, has to appreciate it as well. Uh, we just have to sometimes get these people, drag them along, kicking and straight, screaming, and uh, make them realize that, hey, you're entrusted with these kids' lives while they're there, and you have to take that seriously, or we will hold you accountable. Uh, and I don't mean that in, in, in an angry mob kind of way, but uh, I do mean that they should and will be held accountable uh, to the fullest extent of the law, and that should be pretty pretty extensive in my opinion although laws are different from place to place uh again wayne i thank you so much for coming on and uh sharing some of your insights with this and i know you're extremely busy right now uh, more so than usual but before we say goodbye please let everybody know where they can find the book let them know how they can get in touch with you if they should need your services uh share anything web-wise that you would like and if you're active anywhere at all on social media and would like in to invite people to follow you feel free to share the platforms and the handles and any final thoughts you'd like to put out there as well no i appreciate that look i'm at uh, they can see the book at wayneblack.com amazon barnes and noble it's number one on amazon today so thankful for that um and at wayneblack.com they can email me parents can email me call me it doesn't cost anything i'm happy to talk to them give them advice anything i can do to help all right. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And I, again, I greatly appreciate you being in that fight and, uh, you know, just being a resource. Uh, so many times parents who are concerned about safety for their students, they have no idea where to turn and they have no idea how to pick up uh, and fight that fight themselves. So, and that's where you have really become a major lifeline. So thank you for that. I uh, certainly hope that we get a chance to talk again soon and hopefully uh, about some positive things as opposed to uh, the way things seem to be careening now. Godspeed to you, sir, and uh, God bless. Thank you. Same to you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Wayne Black. And again, if you don't already have a copy of School Insecurity, by all means, you really should pick up a copy. It is fantastic. Uh, it lays out the guidelines, everything you would need to know, period. And it is an important topic. I mean, more so than before. You know, it was important before. But it's even more important now. Why? Because there is now a whole new level of threat. It's not a new threat, but it's a new level of threat. Uh, 
We have a lot of young people in this country that are suffering from a lack of information. They've been indoctrinated to the point that they feel like, oh, no, the Israelis are terrible, terrible occupiers, that uh, this is an apartheid state. And at the end of all that, they have no clue that there has been zero Israeli presence inside Gaza since 2005. Why would they believe it? Oh, the Israelis are so terrible for turning off the electricity and the water uh, to parts of Gaza. Why should they be turning off anything? Because why should they have been the ones providing it? Now, they, again, since 2005, they've not been there. Here you go. Uh, you guys just run things over there, and as long as you're peaceful, we'll, we'll leave you alone. And what do they do? They elect Hamas, a known terrorist organization, at the time they voted for them. They elect them to be their government. Doesn't sound like they want to be peaceful to me. Not real sure what else to think about it, but hey, that's just it, guys. What are you going to do? New level, new elevation, students not understanding the reality on the ground. And again, if you haven't paid enough attention, if you haven't spent, especially with these young kids, if you haven't spent time outside of the country, man. You really are in a situation where you have no idea how things really work. We've got it good here in the United States. Our level of uh, daily life is beyond, beyond what the rest of the world can even expect. You step outside, even going to a developed country that is generally a lot like us. You can move up to Canada. You can go visit uh, Western European countries. <coughs> and you would still be surprised at how different things are. <laughs> All right. Before we uh, reset the hour, do need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Now, naturally, I normally do that before we start with the guest. Mm. As I try to sneak in a little coffee to <clears throat> get my throat here. <clears throat> you got three minutes to break. Yes, sir. Uh, Take a swig. <laughs> Take I'm a working swig on it. I'm working on it. Of constitutional grounds coffee and yes. enjoy. That's what I'm doing right here. Got my coffee. Uh, trying to warm up the vocal cords again. Now, uh, <laughs> thank you for bearing with me, all you live listeners. I was just way. trying to fill in time while you were taking a swig. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> I don't like dead air. Dead air is bad. So, our friends at Vanish Holster, they are phenomenal. First and foremost, I, I really am starting to like these guys. I've had more interactions with them lately. And part of what I really like is the fact that they put a lot of thought into providing you the best possible product. You need a holster that you can carry. It needs to be comfortable. It needs to be able to be easily concealed if you're concealed carry. It needs to be versatile. It needs to save you money. And that's what Vanish Holsters do. It's designed to work without a tactical belt. It's designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns. It's designed to work by carrying two additional magazines in the event that you need to do a quick reload. 
and it's just so comfortable. You can carry in different positions. You, you can't do that with a tactical belt. You can't do that with most holsters. You, you have to carry a certain way. Nope, not here. If one position is not working, you can change to a different position, and you are good to go. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. Go visit them and see for yourself. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. And again, I remind you, very important to use the backslash T-A-P-P for two reasons. Number one, they know I sent you. And number two, it automatically activates for you a $40 discount. In the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money when you have that chance? And speaking of saving money, uh, they do insist on me reminding you there will be a price increase before the end of the year. So if you've been putting off making a purchase there, don't put it off much longer. You really, really need to take advantage of the current pricing while your dollars still have some level of buying power. So one last time, www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Doug, take it away. This is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. All 
righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back as we slide headlong into hour number two of Tapping to the Truth here live on Friday night. Of course, we are broadcasting strong on WCET-FM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. We're also broadcasting on the lastfrequency.com and all of the extensions of the Vera Network, as well as the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, and ZMA Radio. So we're we're in a lot of places, and those uh, digital platforms also have extensions like on TuneIn and Right Talk, and you know lots of other great platforms. So here we are, uh, lots and lots of folks listening, and thank you each and every one for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, we are uh, expecting. Are trying to get a hold of uh, Dr. Wolf, but it's kind of looking like maybe that's not going to happen. Uh, we'll see. I mean, what else can you do? It's Friday night, and worst case scenario, I might have to talk to you. Imagine that, guys. Me talking to you directly. Uh, what, what would you say the odds are? <laughs> anyway, uh, don't know what else to say about that. But I do know that I am still really, really excited to get to talk to you about our brand new friends over at Harvard Gold Group. Yes, that's right. Uh, Harvard Gold Group is a fantastic gold company. And ultimately, what it comes down to is right now, how is it that you can't focus? How is it that you could not be focused, I guess is the better question, on trying to do business with people that you know have the same goals, same values. And that's where the Harvard Gold Group really sets themselves apart because they are America's premier conservative gold company. Uh, in the short amount of time that I've had interactions uh, with these folks, I've been convinced of two things. Number one, they do mean it when they say they are conservative. And number two, they're very godly people, so they are focused on customer service. They want to take care of you. They want you to have the opportunity to protect yourself from the digital dollar, from the loss of privacy that comes from that. And of course, they want you to have the opportunity to protect yourself from inflation. You can do that by taking possession of physical gold and silver, which they do direct delivery, or by backing up your IRA, rolling over an IRA, and having gold and silver be a big part of that, it really protects the value of what you've saved so far as opposed to what's next up. Plus, they've got great, uh, great promotions going on like uh, $15,000 worth of free gold or silver if you make a qualifying purchase. Also, just by using promo code T-A-P-P, or letting them know that you heard about it from here on Tapping to the Truth, they'll kick in an additional $250 of free gold or silver uh, on top of any other promotion. So what are you looking to do? You're looking to visit them at harvardgroup.com, or you can give them a call at 1-844-977-GOLD. That's 1-844-977-4600. Five, three. Remember to mention my name, Tim Tapp, or use promo code TAPP, T-A-P-P, or say you heard it on Tap into the Truth. And uh, again, same offer applies if you visit 
harvardgoldgroup.com. Now, with that being said, it's kind of looking like we're not going to have Dr. Wolf with us. So, we will carry on until we can hook up with Dan Wass here in just a little bit. It's not like there isn't plenty of things to talk about. And hey, let's talk about, well, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and his muddled address to the American people. Now, if you were listening Wednesday night, especially if you're part of the Vera Network crowd, uh, we were live on Wednesday night on uh, Vera, which ordinarily uh, you get to hear a replay of a Tuesday night show, but I won't get into the particulars there. Doug was available, offered to, to take the show live, so we did it, and uh, we had Ann Ubellis join us. And in, during the course of the conversation, we were talking about Biden's trip to Israel. And I was trying to, to make a point about how Joe's been saying some good things, but it's all to set up an effort to continue to send money to Ukraine. Well, it would appear that I've been proven correct on that. Now, I doubt that I was the only person out there saying it. I haven't heard too many people uh, make that direct connection, but there's no question about it after Biden's visit in the living rooms of Americans who are willing to listen. In the effort to discuss the situation, he, he still said some some good things, but he also said some rather bad things like, uh, well, you know, uh, Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Uh, yet, literally, they do. Okay? They are the elected government of the Palestinians in Gaza. So they literally do represent them. And even in the middle of all this, even in the middle of Israel uh, actually doing some airstrikes and preparing to move their ground assault in, there is a lot of support for the Hamas movement by the average on-the-ground Palestinian in Gaza. They're, they're all about attacking the Jews. They do not care that this was a horrific terrorist attack. They do not care that Hamas has been committing war crimes uh, after kidnapping uh, several people, some of which are still American citizens, by the way, and I'm appalled, I'm angered, I'm upset by the huge lack of acknowledgement that American citizens are currently being held by Hamas in Gaza. Now, now, Tim, you know that many of those so-called Americans have dual citizenship. So, they have American citizenship, they're Americans. It's a pretty simple standard. It's pretty straightforward, right? Why are we not talking more about it? But let's move on. He wants to talk about sending aid to the Palestinian people. And, oh, well, you know, we're going to make sure Hamas doesn't get it. Oh, how are you going to do that, Joe? Well, uh, don't ask Joe. Ask the policy people. Okay, policy people, how are you going to make sure... Hamas doesn't just steal this aid that you're sending. Well, we'll be keeping a close eye on it. That's literally what they said. They'll be keeping a close eye on it. What they're going to be keeping a close eye on 
is Hamas coming up and taking whatever they send, whether it's cash, whether it's food, whether it's water, whatever supplies that are there. They're going to come and they're going to take it because that's what Hamas does. It's what they've always done. To think that you can send money there, to think that you can send aid of any kind there, and that Hamas isn't going to take full control of it and distribute it to their people rather than the innocent civilians, that's absurd. I mean, it is at the very least ridiculously naive. That is the best case scenario that you can put out there. But here's the other very upsetting thing. Not only did Joe Biden commit a certain amount of money to go directly to Hamas uh, through the Palestinian Authority, but he's also asking for an additional emergency spending package for $100 billion for joint Israeli-slash-Ukrainian aid. Now, that in and of itself, like I said, no surprise. This is going to be a way he's going to try to wrap this step together. Sure would be nice to have a Speaker of the House right now, guys, wouldn't it? Sure would be nice to have somebody that could step in at the House level and say, okay, well, doing these bills, sending these uh, funds, not a bad idea necessarily, but let's split them up. And let's make the Democrats vote. Let's make them vote on supporting Israel. Let's make them vote on supporting Hamas. Let's make them vote on supporting Ukraine. Let's get them on the record. Would be damn nice to have a Speaker of the House right about now. Oh, do we have one? No. Will Jim Jordan be the next Speaker of the House? No. Why? Because today they had the third vote. He lost even more support. And then what happened? Secret ballot. They took the nomination away from him. Monday they're going to decide on who the next nominee is going to be. This circus clown show in the House is going to continue. And in the meanwhile, Republicans, the GOP, are not going to be able to do the work of governing. They're not going to be able to do the work of controlling the purse strings because they're not in a position to do so. So folks are going to end up voting on this recommendation from the Biden administration, and they'll probably vote for it just to get something over to Israel. But of the $100 billion, guess how much is actually going to Israel? Well, you said, well, they're splitting it, right? So is it is it $50 billion? No. No, it's not 50. Uh, is it more than 50? No, no, no. Uh-uh. 14 billion going to Israel. Is the rest going to Ukraine? No, no, that that's even the kicker. Now, that leaves a whole lot. 100 billion? You're taking 14 out of the 100 that's going to Israel? Now you're also taking 10 billion uh, of the other, and that's going to humanitarian aid in Gaza. They're literally going to take, uh, here's $14 billion, Israel. Here's $10 billion, uh, Hamas. Uh, so you can start rebuilding whatever Israel just knocked down. Okay, now, so what you're telling me is 14 for Israel, 10 for, for Gaza. 
that that's 24 out of a hundred billion quick somebody do the math for me because i can't do biden math that seems like an awful lot of money being sent to the ukraine for a situation that is supposed to be dire and sudden and urgent in the middle east now i don't care what kind of situation you come up with to try to make that make sense uh, you can say well you know technically ukraine's fighting russia and uh israel's really they're not really fighting hamas they're not really fighting uh hezbollah in the north they're really fighting iran and we know that russia and iran are same team so by sending that much money to ukraine we are still helping israel so yay now, if that's not the most convoluted crap that you've heard yet, it gets more convoluted when you continue to hear the lectures that Joe Biden wants to give about the morality of proportional response. The lectures on not letting yourself be blinded by rage, because obviously in the United States, we made mistakes in our response to 9-11 because we were blinded by rage and we committed acts of Islamophobia which is still totally a thing that does not exist there's no such thing as Islam as Islamophobia I've laid it out in fact I think I still have it up on the tap into the truth website the explanation of how there is no such thing as Islamophobia in fact you go to the blog section, and if you'll scroll back far enough, I make that case uh, pretty outright. Bottom line is, I'll make it in a few seconds. A phobia is an unfounded, irrational fear. There are very founded and rational reasons why a Westerner that believes in the sanctity of life that believes in freedom of expression, that believes in freedom of religion, there are very good reasons why you should have a healthy fear of the practitioners of Islam, especially those that practice aversion, <laughs> that are practitioners of aversion that's more akin to the Middle Eastern varieties, the kind that you find currently practiced in Iran. the kind that you find currently practiced by Hamas, <clears throat> the kind that would take every single one of these queers from Palestine protesters to the top of a tall building and throw them off. Yay, intersectionality is great. Thank you for supporting us. Now that we have won and the caliphate is here, uh, you must die now. Go ahead. Stand up. For the oppressed people. You know, sometimes there's a reason why certain people are being oppressed. Sometimes what you call oppression is the civilized world trying to contain uncivilized behavior. Sometimes you can visit a prison and you will see many people that are oppressed. 
But the reason they're oppressed is because they're violent criminals who, if left to their own devices, will continue to be violent criminals. Now, I'm not saying that everyone living in Gaza or everyone living in the West Bank falls into that category. And I know somebody will get it twisted. Somebody will want to say blah, blah, blah. And then there's going to be other people that are going to say, Tim, why are you soft-pedaling it? Why are you sugarcoating it? Call these people what they are. So I'm not going to make very many people happy one way or the other. But the bottom line is not every person living in those areas are violent jihadi terrorists. They're just not. Way too many of them do, in fact, support violent jihadi terrorists. They won't condemn it. But then we have people here in the United States that will not condemn they will not condemn the actions of Hamas. We have elected officials. We have people like Rashida Talib. We have people like Ilhan Omar. We have people that have been elected by districts that always seem to have a D at the end of their name for some strange reason who refused to even just call out Hamas, to say, hey, we're not a big fan of how things have gone between the Palestinian people and the Israelis. We don't like how that whole thing has gone on. And uh, as a Palestinian-American, uh, of course, as Rashida Tlaib is, as a Palestinian-American, I side with my people. Okay, but what about going across the border killing, maiming, mutilating, raping, kidnapping, beheading babies. Can you not say that's a bit far? I mean, I've spent some time here in the last few days. Of course, obviously, Wednesday night, we were talking a little bit about what's going on in Colony Ridge, right? <clears throat> We have this development in Texas where this land development has been encouraging illegals coming across the border to buy land. You don't need a social security number, and we've got alternative means of financing, and, and we've created basically a, just a giant shanty town. But what is actually happening? These people that have no legal right to be here are being encouraged to colonize parts of Texas. And by the logic of the left, by the logic of the Hamas caucus in D.C., by the logic of academia across the United States, that this is what decolonization looks at when they talk about what Hamas did to Israel, I'm thinking, what would happen if the citizens of Texas decided to use the same model to decolonize this little Texas settlement with these illegal migrants in it? I'm guessing they would be singing a very different tune. I'm guessing they would be demanding that these people face the death penalty for having gone in and done such horrible things. Now, again, I'm not calling for this action. It's not a call to action. Do not get it twisted. I know somebody somewhere going to say, did you hear that Tim Top guy saying that uh, the Texas citizens should just go in and start decapitating babies and raping women and kidnapping uh, all these Guatemalans. That's not what I said. But I said, what if 
I'm playing the old Marvel game. What if? What if citizens of Texas, what if nearby citizens, people that are living in communities that are nearby, that are seeing their communities destroyed as a, a result of this not exactly illegal but certainly immoral land development going on, what if those citizens took the same approach to decolonization? Because there's no way not to call that a colonization. Texas is being colonized in that development. They're being drugged down into third world conditions. And we've seen this in major cities in California. This is what's happening. And it's being encouraged. And it's being encouraged more because Joe Biden is seeing an opportunity to spend more American taxpayer dollars and especially to send a whole lot more of them to Ukraine where they can uh, spend a little bit of his hush money. It's like, okay, Ukraine, you don't spill the beans on everything I was doing in here before. And oh, by the way, uh, send a good chunk of that back into our private accounts after you've had a chance to launder it all. There is a good reason why he still likes sending a lot of money to Ukraine. I, for one, think if we're going to send anything else to Ukraine, and hey, I'm not big on Russia moving in there and taking over. Don't get me wrong. I've been anti-invasion since the beginning. But I do like to think that there needs to be an exit strategy. There does need to be conditions uh, applied to continued aid. And it certainly doesn't need to be such a large amount of aid when we right now are going through an inflationary cycle that we can't seem to get the brakes pumped on. Beyond that, did you know that Americans were attacked in Iraq? Did you know that drones were used to injure uh, military personnel? It's all part of the same deal. The, these folks in Iran got pissed off that we shot down some missiles and some drones that the Houthi rebels over in freaking is it Yemen? I think it is. Uh, they were targeting Israel. And one of the aircraft carriers we have in the area shot down the missiles and shot down the drones. So then all of a sudden they're upset and now we're being attacked. Did you Have you even heard this in the news? Because unless you're listening to conservative media sources, they certainly don't want to talk about it in the mainstream legacy media. They don't want you to think for a second that we've already been attacked and we should be you know, having firm words with Iran. Now, I don't want things to spin out of control, but right now what Joe Biden needs to be saying is unequivocally, not only do we back Israel, but I'm going to do more than just say to Hezbollah and to Syria and Iran and anybody else that might be thinking, uh, okay, feeling a little froggy, let's jump. Don't, because that's all he said, don't. Instead of saying don't, how about saying if you do, you're going to be on our target list. We can do all kinds of things technically without having to put our men and women in harm's way. The barrage from one of these carrier groups would be devastating along the Lebanese border. Personally, I would like to see somebody take Hezbollah out of uh, Lebanon to begin with. I would love to see Lebanon return to being a 
predominantly Christian nation, which it was until Hezbollah showed up. And then as a proxy state of Iran, either forced all the Christians to move out or they murdered them. They keep forgetting we're dealing with terrorists. It's not acceptable. Since the first minute that Joe Biden announced that we were withdrawing from Afghanistan, everyone around the world has smelled weakness on American leadership. And as a result, every American citizen everywhere in the world and all of our allies that are legitimately Western nations have had a target planted firmly on our backs. It's not just painted, it's planted in, it's dug in. It's going to take a strong administration to come in, smack some of these people down, remind them, if you will, since it is football season and all, you'll forgive the football analogy, if we don't go in and start knocking some of these people back off the line of scrimmage, push them up off the ball, let them understand, let remind them, that the United States of America is actually a world power that not only projects strength, but is capable of exercising it, then this little regional conflict can very quickly spin out of control and become a much bigger thing. We're yeah, – drop the hammer on him, Doug, right now. He's, he's using the imagery. <laughs> I wish you could see him. It's time to start dropping the hammer on some of these – organizations like Hezbollah. We should be heavily involved not in providing money or aid to Gaza, but in going in and getting our citizens out. We have American citizens being held by Hezbollah, and all we want to do is talk about how Israel should practice restraint. There should be a ceasefire. They're holding citizens as prisoners. At least... Hopefully they are, because we don't even know if they're still alive at this point. And if they killed them, if they have killed American citizens, I don't care if it's dual citizenship or not, then there needs to be a price paid even heavier than that which Israel has every right to unload on those people. We need to arm them up, and we need to send every penny that Biden wants to divvy up. Between all these groups, we need to send it all to Israel. We just need to do it. We need to make sure that these people understand that if they get out of hand, we won't tolerate it. We <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Doug's like, get, out, get a little out of line there, and you're going to get smacked around. Okay, before we uh, take the mid-hour break here, I want to remind you one more time. Obviously, things are going sideways everywhere, but when things go sideways in your neighborhood, will you be prepared? A lot of you out there right now, you may very well be concerned that you might have to go a long time without electricity or maybe even a long time without food. Don't find yourself in that position. This is why I've been partnering with Four Patriots for a while now. You need to get preparedness products that you can use now and that could save your life later. I mentioned already that uh, some of my favorite stuff is the uh, – Patriot Power Sidekick that I've got, I, and I'm, I find excuses to use it now. I love it. And the fact that you can use solar power to charge it back up is phenomenal, too. And you can use it to 
to keep your refrigerator going. You can keep medical equipment operational. You can uh, use your TV and keep some of your lights on. It, it's really a nice alternative, especially if you're out of power long enough that you run out of fuel for your big gas-powered generators. Besides, if you're offline that long, you may not want to be making the kind of noise that your gas-powered generators will make. Just don't want to attract attention. Then they've got the best-selling survival food kits. These things are great. They're delicious tasting. They're designed to last 25 years. But like I said uh, earlier, it's a bit of a fight sometimes to get them to hang around 25 years, especially when you have kids in the house like I do. Now, my kids aren't kids' kids anymore, but sometimes they still act like it. Uh, my fault, really, because sometimes I still act like a kid. <laughs> anyway, just best advice I can give you. Go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Be sure to use the backslash T-A-P-P because number one, they'll know I sent you, and number two, you'll get to see all the special deals of the week. So that's the number four, patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P, and we'll be back after this break. Hi, this is Derek Kenny, and you're listening to Tap Into The Truth. New York Attorney General Letitia James is waging an incompetent war on behalf of her leftist zaddy overlords. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Everyone who has ever purchased real estate and conducted either residential or commercial construction projects knows the rigors one must overcome in order to secure loans. If President Donald Trump ever tried to depreciate the property based on fair market value, that would be a huge story if true. But by all true accounts so far, it looks like he did not do that. Actually, there was no tax or legal consequence for the figure that Donald used to value his property because there is absolutely no victims. I believe after all the smoke clears, it will be apparent to every sane individual that the grossly bigoted an incompetent Letitia James should be disbarred for using her position to try and destroy President Trump and others from saving this troubled republic from the uniparty and globalist cabal that have set out to destroy our exceptional nation way of life. May Letitia James and others of her ilk be drummed out of power for the restoration of our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where go to at the Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year, There have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented 
and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember constitutional grounds the coffee you want in your cup hello my name is tyler boone singer songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown boone's bourbon label out of charleston south carolina during just four years boone's bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards such as the platinum los angeles double gold new york gold las vegas silver denver and also named top six in the world in forbes we're also being featured in rolling stone magazine billboard magazine american songwriter and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country so Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say i got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back as we come back from the very brief break as we do we want to remind you about our friends over at vanish holster real quick uh vanish holster of course they provide you what according to thousands of their customers is the most comfortable holster period it's, it's just you know their customers are saying it they're not saying it i'm not saying it i'm just telling you what their customers say look you and i both know but the surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. And the fastest way to become a victim of violent crime is to not have your gun with you 
when you need it. So if that very bad, terrible, no good day should arrive where you have to defend yourself, your friends, your family, and you don't have your firearm on you, well, then you're you're at a terrible disadvantage, period. I mean, why would you want to put yourself in that situation, especially over something as silly as, well, my holster wasn't very comfortable. Now, I'm not pointing fingers out there at anybody when I say that. I've been that guy. I have. I bought a holster, and I thought it'd be really cool for the sidearm I was going to carry. And the next thing you know, it's like, eh, I don't like how that feels. I hate sounding like a whiner, but sometimes I'm a whiner. <laughs> it's just that simple. In the meanwhile, here we are, and... You really have to keep in mind that when it comes right down to it, that comfort is a factor. So what do you got to do? I would recommend going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P and see what they have to offer for yourself. You know, it's one thing for me to tell you about it. It's another thing for you to see it. Now, there's two reasons why it's very important for you to use the backslash T-A-P-P. First of all, it lets them know that I sent you. But number two, and probably more important for you, it automatically activates a $40 discount on anything you might decide to order. Now, that's fantastic if you ask me. Saving money on something you're going to get anyway? It's a pretty good deal. And take advantage of the deals right now because... The folks over at Vanish have told me that they're probably uh, going to have to raise prices. In fact, it's not a probably. They're going to have to raise prices, and it's coming, guys. It's a matter of Bidenomics. They forced us into this situation. It's just not fair. But this is where we're at. So, again, before the price increase, before the end of the year, if you are planning on making a purchase, then please go do it sooner rather than later. If you haven't taken the time to look, then by all means, go now. www.v, of course, dot, nsh.com backslash t-a-p-p alright we're uh, still trying to get a hold of Dan and I don't know that we're going to be able to but I'm going to see if I can convince Doug to make one more effort he's been trying like crazy I, I shot uh, Dan an email and hopefully we can connect because I really do want to have this conversation with him in regards to something that's going on in Illinois. And I really don't want to have the Friday night show with four guests scheduled and only get to talk to two of them. Uh, now, that's outside of our control sometimes. Uh, if we miss out on one, but, but we've, we're doing what we can do. And so here we go. Uh, We've got him. Okay, we've got him. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Although it's been a very long time since he was on last, he is a Second Amendment activist of the First Order. He is a man who speaks out 
when others are talking about the, well, you know, how evil guns are. He's a national spokesperson for the Gun Owners of America. He's the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy book series, and he's now the host of the Loaded Mike podcast. And it's a great show, by the way, if you haven't been watching it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Dan Wass. Dan, uh, thank you for uh, joining us tonight. How are you today? Tim, excellent. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. really appreciate it. All right. Well, you know, I, like I was saying earlier, it, it's been way too long since the last time you were on, but you've been pretty busy since the last time you were on. Uh, the uh, the uh, Loaded Mike uh, show, it's a great show. Uh, I love the uh, guys you have on with you. Uh, the conversations are always informative and spot on and entertaining to boot. You've got that uh, perfect blend of everything that a Second Amendment uh, fan would uh, love to see so i'm glad to have an opportunity hopefully to get a few more folks headed over there watching that and anybody that hasn't already picked up the entire good gun bad guy series uh they're they're way behind they need to get out there and get to them so thank you for joining me uh here's the thing you've been talking for a little while as this has kind of been slowly percolating in illinois and i've been basically utilizing you and the the loaded mic show as the primary source of information and now it really does look like the state of illinois plans on revoking the second amendment uh, for all intents and purposes so uh, if you don't mind go ahead and give some of the background as far as what's going on and where things are standing right now for illinois and then we'll talk more about why people in other states should be concerned well, you know what's interesting about Illinois is <clears throat> there's actually um, – <laughs> what they're trying to do is they're trying to create, um, you know, a ban on their so-called assault, you know, assault weapons. I hate, I hate to even use the word uh, because it's, a, it's an anti-gun term. Um, but what they've done is they've uh, – they're not only violating the Second Amendment, they're violating the Fifth Amendment um, – by creating, uh, making it mandatory that once these firearms are considered, are deemed illegal in the state of Illinois, now anyone who has them is forced to uh, make a list of their firearms, all their illegal stuff, and turn, basically turn themselves in to the government and give the government a list of what they have. This is a violation of the Fifth Amendment. And, um, you know, they, it just, they, they seem to be forcing gun owners into self-incrimination is what the problem is. Um, and, you know, on, you know, ignoring the protections allowed to the, uh, under the Fifth Amendment. So, uh, again, it's just another uh, anti-gun tactic uh, that, that violates the Constitution second amendment in this case second amendment and fifth amendment and it's the way this the way this works now so like in california new york and now illinois is they will violate the constitution forcing gun rights groups to come in and sue the state and knowing that once there's a lawsuit once the judges in the circuit courts uh deem the, the laws unconstitutional, all they do is appeal, and the laws stay in place 
um, through the appeal process. And, and if these laws ever, if these uh, cases ever make it up to the Supreme Court, which takes a long time, Bruin took, um, Bruin took, uh, started in 15, I think it took about seven years to get that thing um, all the way complete. And then, and this is New York I'm talking about in the Bruin case, and then even after the Supreme Court deemed it unconstitutional, the Democrat governor in New York State, Kathy Hochul, had another package of laws, and they and the, the Democrat majority legislature just signed that into law. So now we're constantly chasing these lawsuits, which is the real frustrating part. And if these judges would give us uh, injunctions and stays on our injunctions, we we could halt these things in their place while fighting them in court, because ultimately we win these cases in court. Uh, but the problem is there's so many liberal-minded um, judges in these in these blue states that they're not offering those injunctions to the to the gun rights groups and to the plaintiffs. So it's it's really frustrating. We're going to be fighting these battles forever, as far as I can see. Yeah, yeah. The left has gotten really good at number one using the administrative side of it as being part of the punishment. So they they draw this out. They try to, to bankrupt you if you are going to try to fight this seriously. And they, like you said, they're ready for their next push as soon as they are finally struck down, if you can get that far. But this is also showing a model here. If this is allowed to stand, as, as we know, Dan, the longer something is allowed to be in place, the more people just come to accept that that's just the way it is, and eventually they stop uh, fighting it. But if it's allowed to stay in place for any length of time, we know that other states are going to start doing the same thing. In fact, uh, New York and California both will probably be jealous that Illinois has a jump here. Uh, how are uh, Illinois' gun owners – other than through the courts, how are they pushing back on this? And uh, uh, I'm sure they're happy to have your voice helping to, to bring this to light. But what are they really doing uh, at that grassroots level besides the court case? Well, you know, what's interesting about this is that there, there, there is a company. They're actually going to be one of our sponsors on the Loaded Mike show, and I'll, I'll give them a, a, just a quick plug here because it's valid in the, with respect to this conversation. Um, some companies are coming out, and they're, they're like this company, CaliKey, is creating a product that turns your semi-automatic uh, rifle into a bolt-action rifle, which means that it takes it out of the so-called assault weapons category, um, and it's you know reversible. Of course, you, you just take out your 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 BCG, um, and you replace you replace your BCG with this with this new one that um, turns it into bolt-action. So a lot of people say, "Well, geez, I want to turn my semi-automatic into a bolt-action," and believe me, I totally get it. But in the meantime, what some people in these states are doing is they're finding remedies. Um, to avoid registration and to avoid, um, you know, being being deemed criminals uh, in the meantime. Um, so that's one option. The other option is to make sure that you you know you support your your state 
your statewide uh, gun rights groups, and the national groups, the big national groups. You know, if you if you like Gun Owners of America or Second Amendment Foundation or Firearms Policy Coalition, any of these groups, they're the ones that are in court fighting. So it's always important just to keep fight. We have to keep fighting. We have to keep fighting these laws because they are um, they're unconstitutional, and the the blue state governors know it. Yeah. Well, you know, it still comes around to this very basic premise, and that is they want to disarm the public. The gun grabbers are always gun grabbers. That is never going to change. They can't get it through their heads that America's safety relies on gun ownership, high levels of per capita gun ownership. Uh, The stats have never changed. The areas that have the highest concentrations of per capita gun ownership have the lowest levels of crime and vice versa. And it doesn't matter how many laws you pass. uh, Criminals are criminals because they do not respect the law. Uh, Is there any other things brewing right now that maybe the general masses haven't heard about in particular that they really should know? Well, you know, you, you were just, if you, if you don't mind, you were just mentioning something that got me thinking about, you know, just how important our, you know, gun ownership is in America. I mean, we just we just watched um, Israel get attacked, and we watched people being attacked in their homes um, who were unarmed and helpless. You know, this is should, it should be, <laughs> it should be an example of what not to do. And as a matter of fact, the Israeli government is starting to pass out the guns. Um, they, it would be a different story if if, they, if people started going door to door and attacking Americans. It would be a completely different scenario. I mean, uh, and they know that. That's that's why our government wants to legally disarm. You know, disarm everybody because they don't want that kind of opposition. It's 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 important to recognize that once government gets so big like ours has. Um, they overstep their boundaries, and they, they want to overtake the people. We need to get our government back under our thumb where they belong. And um, so, you know, unfortunately, we have to fight them in court, constantly fighting them in court. Um, you know, Joe Biden's always – they're always talking about so-called assault. We ask what's, what's going on, what else is going on here in the country. But they're always talking about this stuff. And even after these attacks in Israel, Kamala Harris comes out with uh, pushing force on, again, so-called assault weapons bans. It's like they recognize what happens when people, when citizens are unarmed, and they like it, and that's what they're pushing for. Anytime you, you turn around, it, in New York State, it just put a, just put a, uh, created a unconstitutional um, background check on ammo. Not only did they put a background check on ammo, they took the firearms background check from the federal government. So now it's not a NICS background check anymore. It's an in-state run by the, by the state police department. So now all your information is going, New York, New York gun purchasers and ammo purchasers, all, you, all their information is going to the state police where they're creating a gun registry. Um, there's a lot of stuff all over the country. There's stuff going on. Same thing in, in, um, um, Oh, what state am I saying? There's there are plenty of states that are trying to push a lot of different uh, you know so-called assault weapons, so-called magazine capacity, and now with the ammo and and stuff. So we're always fighting this stuff. So any anywhere you look, we you can find gun regulations that are unconstitutional being implemented and and good people fighting back. 
now. And to kind of play back to your point uh, about the attack of Hamas against Israel, uh, World War II could have uh, had a very different uh, slant to it had gun ownership not been as prevalent in the United States then uh, because the Japanese would have loved to have attacked our Pacific uh, coast. They would have loved to have done so, but they didn't. Uh, I believe uh, J- uh, Admiral Yamoto's quote was, there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass and a shotgun behind every window. <laughs> they knew yeah, he it would be... Yeah. yeah, they knew it would be impossible. Yeah, he... uh, I'm sorry. Ahead, sorry. Uh, Dan, uh, we are quickly running out of time. Uh, so, again, I want to thank you so very much for coming on with us, as always. We need to make sure we uh, get together a little more regularly than uh, the gap that we've had most recently. But before we go, please remind everybody where they can go to get the books. Because, again, if they haven't, or maybe by now, they need new copies. Uh, and th- that certainly <laughs> would be as well, too. Let them know where they can find the podcast. And sure. If you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to name the platforms and the handles and then any final thoughts you want to share as well. Absolutely. Thank, thanks, Tim. I really appreciate it. It's always great talking with you. And, and give, give me a call anytime. I'd love to come back on the show. Um, people can find my book series at Good Gun, Bad Guy, where I talk about the anti-gun um, rhetoric and the anti-gun tactics and all the, all the things they do to change the narrative around guns and make, change the way people think about guns in America. I, I expose, it's like, they're, it's like the, the rule book that they didn't never, the anti-gunners never wanted you to have. It's called Good Gun, Bad Guy. It's a three-book series. It's at goodgunbadguy.com. And the website uh, or the, uh, the web show is called the Loaded Mike, and that's at LoadedMike.com, LoadedMike, M-I-C, like microphone, LoadedMike.com. We have an absolute blast, and thank you for your introduction on that. We, we really do have a fun show. Uh, my co-host, John Chayer and Anthony Diso, what a blast. I mean, we have, we, <laughs> we have a lot of entertaining skits and, and segments, and it's just a, it's a lot of fun. So LoadedMike.com and GoodGunBadGuy.com. I also write for Ammoland, and I write for Bearing Arms. Uh, so I'm constantly trying to keep people updated on new legislation that's happening, new gun laws and things like that. Uh, so those are the places you can find. My name is Dan Wass. It's spelled W-O-S. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and all those places. Um, um, so doing a lot of different things. Um, looking forward to, to meeting some of your audience. So, uh, so check out my stuff. All right. Again, thank you so much for joining us, Dan, and uh, keep up the good work. I I know you are in the fight, uh, and uh, I I don't say that hesitantly, and uh, it's not just a figure of speech. You are literally in the fight to make sure that the Second Amendment doesn't fall by the wayside and that American citizens understand they have a God-given, constitutionally protected right to self-defense by virtue of owning and bearing arms. And bearing is just as important as owning. Uh, Thank you, Dan. Godspeed to you, and uh, look forward to our next uh, get-together. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dan Wass. Like I said, it's been a while since he's been on, and it looked like we were going to maybe even miss out on it, and I hated uh, to, to do that because he is a good guy, and... He is dedicated, and he's the kind of guy that I think most of you can appreciate. Be sure to check out all of those locations. And again, the uh, Loaded Mike series, I would recommend going over to Rumble uh, and looking for it there. 
it's your best bet uh, if you're not going directly to the web page. But either one works fine. It's a great show. It's a fun show. And if you're involved at all with enjoying and exercising your Second Amendment rights, you're going to love the program. I, I promise you that. Okay, we got just a few minutes left before uh, – before we come to an end, and evidently I've got stuff falling around me. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. But, uh, you know, I, I do want to remind you <laughs> – I do want to remind you again that uh, if you haven't been over to check out some of the great deals that are available at MyPillow uh, utilizing promo code TAP, you really should do that. And there is a specific landing page, by the way, mypillow.com backslash T-A-P-P. We're getting a lot of those now. Uh, you can go there, and there's a lot of specific cells that are available. And uh, right now, you've got some of the the best prices, some of the best prices in the history of the company available. And MyPillow's, if you haven't checked out their stuff in a while, you're out of the loop. They have uh, sandals. They've got... Uh, towels they've got sheets they've got bedwear all kinds of cool stuff so check them out and remember visit with all of our sponsors too they help support the show and they got a lot of great stuff that you're going to use now time's running out so guess what guys go enjoy your weekend uh, go big orange as they go take on the uh crimson tide of alabama this one's going to be a tough one but the good guys in orange i'm rooting for them meanwhile have a great time, and remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody.
Using both hands. <laughs> <laughs> 